Well, grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Happy Easter. Today is a joyous day, a day where we say Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Now, just because it is Easter and we pastors on Easter, we like to make sure you're still listening all the time. I might say that in the sermon, and I hope you'll respond. He is risen indeed, so we'll make sure. And if not, uh, your neighbor will help you out. So, today is a happy day, a joyous day, because Jesus Christ is not dead, but he is alive. That is the reason why we gather here today. That is the reason why we gather every single Sunday. You know it, and I know it. But on that Easter morning, you know who didn't know it? A woman named Mary Magdalene. Now, this Mary was not the Mary, the mother of Jesus. This is a different Mary. That's Christmas. This is Easter. She was a very close follower of Christ. St. Luke describes Mary Magdalene as a, a woman sinner. A woman with, with braided locks. Gratitude moved Mary Magdalene as Christ had cast out of her seven demons. And the number seven is actually very important for us to remember because in the Bible, the number seven is the number of completeness, the number of wholeness. So, so Jesus had completely healed Mary Magdalene. So Mary, in the sense of gratitude and knowing what Jesus had done for her, she starts following Jesus, this teacher, this rabbi. And she goes on Jesus on his journeys, witnessing his healings, following him closely, even into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, and even watching him die on the cross on Good Friday. So here's my question to you. If Mary Magdalene and Jesus were tight, if they knew each other so well, how is it that in this gospel lesson today that Mary has no idea who Jesus is when he's standing right in front of her. How does that work? Maybe you were asking the same question when I read the gospel lesson. Now let's be honest, and be honest because you're in church, okay? How many of you have lost items even, and you're looking for them, you can't find them even when it's right in front of you? Anyone ever lose something and you can't, I, I kid you not, the other day, it was sunny in Ohio, which I was really excited about, and, and I was looking around for my sunglasses. I mean, I looked for five minutes, and I was walking around, I was, going, I was driving myself nuts, and I walked by a mirror and saw that they were on my head. I was looking around. How many of you have kids, and anyone say to your child, hey, go get this for me, and then they go, I can't find it. Where is it? I can't find it. And so you get up, and you find it in five seconds. Does any other parent have this experience? Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Now let's be nice to kids, because we are in church. Let's talk about you for a second. How many of you have misplaced your keys in the past week? According to studies, the average American loses their keys three times a week, and... Spend 16 minutes a day looking for something. Think about it. How many things do you look for in a day? You don't know where they are and you spend it looking. 16 minutes on average a day you spend looking for stuff. I did the math. That's over 90 days in a year that you spend looking for lost possessions. On this early Sunday morning, <coughs> excuse me, on this early Sunday morning, 
the day after the Sabbath day, Mary came to Jesus' tomb. And she came there to anoint Jesus' body with oils and spices. Maybe she came there to grieve. Maybe, maybe she came there because she had no place else to go. But when she got there, what she saw was not what she expected to see. She didn't find what she expected to find. She came to the tomb expecting to see death. What she saw was the stone rolled away. There was no guards. There was no body. So she does what I think many of us would do in that situation. She ran. She ran away. Remember, you and I both know that it's Easter, the resurrection celebration, but she didn't know that. How many times in your life when you're going through something, you have no way to see the forest from the trees? But when after that situation's done, you look back later and you say, oh, that answer was so obvious. Anybody ever do that? So she ran. She didn't know what was happening. She was scared and confused. She ran to Peter and the other disciple who we discern, scholars discern, is John. They came running back to the tomb. They looked around. Of course, John beat him first, was the first one there. He looked in, but he wasn't going to go in. But Peter, this guy who leaps before he looks, goes straight into the tomb and looks around. And Mary was right. There's no body of Jesus to be found. The disciples, <coughs> the disciples of Jesus, remember him saying something about dying and rising again and the fulfillment of Scripture. And they remembered that he was talking about it, but they didn't get it. And so they were scratching their heads as they went back home. But Mary, Mary stayed. Mary stayed and she cried her eyes out. It is then that things get even more interesting. Remember, we often see what we expect to see and we don't see what we don't expect to see. So while Mary is crying her eyes out, she's approached by Jesus. In the gospel account today, she said, it says that Mary turned around and she saw Jesus right in front of him, but she didn't recognize him. Again, we may logically ask, how is it that she could not recognize her master, her teacher, her friend? But you see, when Mary Magdalene stood at the tomb, she didn't, I believe, she didn't see some perfected, radiant, glowing, spiritual Jesus that first Easter morning. Seriously, no offense to gardeners, but Jesus couldn't have been looking all that spiffy if she mistaked him for the gardener. He probably still had dirt from the tomb under his nails. But she could not see that it was him. How much are we like Mary in our everyday lives? God is all around us, holding us, loving us, forgiving us, having compassion for us. Yet how often do, maybe you say in your life, oh my God, but that's not to acknowledge the presence of God. Today is a happy day indeed, and we shout out for joy that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Why is it that we can't have that joy every day? Like Mary Magdalene, she was so, Mary Magdalene was so consumed by her sorrow at the hideousness of death that Jesus had to endure. She couldn't see past her own tears 
to behold the resurrected Christ right in front of her. Are we like Mary? Are we so consumed with our own personal stuff that we have all these things going on in our life that cloud our vision of what life and reality truly is? Are we so consumed sometimes by our own life that we can't see past our own noses to see God standing right there in front of us? Yeah, yeah, sometimes we are. It's easy to do in this life. And so that's why God gives us today a day like Easter and a, and a day, a Sabbath day where we come together every single week. We gather into this place again and again and again to be reminded of the empty tomb of a living God who loves us and forgives us and calls us by name. Notice that it is only when Jesus calls Mary by her name that she's able to see the risen Christ right in front of her. Jesus knew Mary. Jesus loved Mary. He saw her and he spoke Mary. It was being completely seen and utterly known and lovingly called that opened Mary Magdalene to the hope of the resurrection and into a deeper relationship with Christ. Because she was seen, she could see. This is what we call Easter vision. For we have been seen, known, and called by God to the crucified and risen Savior. Having received the Holy Spirit through baptism, we can all now see. We have Easter vision. We can see Christ. We can see Christ in our neighbor. We can see Christ in our lives and the situations that we're in. We can see the newness and hope and love that God has for us because of this Easter vision. And because of this Easter vision, no one is invisible to God. And we as children of God know that no one is invisible to us. This is the wondrous love of God. That the perfect sacrifice of Jesus frees believers from sin, death, and the power of the devil. And gives us eternal life. Today, if you don't hear anything else, hear this. Please recognize the good news of Jesus Christ's resurrection. Recognize that good news that is right in front of you and let nothing distract you from it. Jesus Christ is alive. Today, today in a world that looks like it's crashing down around us, we have heard and accepted, welcomed and good news into our hearts and lives. And now we, as God's people, can have an Easter vision that takes us into this world and shares the good news. That there is a different way than gloom and despair. We as a church, we don't say Christ was risen. We say Christ is risen. Almost gotcha. You're lucky the choirs heard the sermon before. Jesus is alive for us today and every tomorrow. I would be remiss if I didn't say this, and I hope you'll indulge me for just a moment. But on Thursday, my mother passed away. She passed away into the loving arms of our loving Savior. I was there to hear her final words. I was there to hold her hand when she died. She was a woman of great faith. 
And if you don't like my sermon today, you can blame her because she read every sermon I ever preached except this one. This was the one that I couldn't just quite email her to her quick enough. She was stubborn at life when the emergency surgeon came in and said that she had a 50-50 shot at life, she said, well, let's concentrate on the right 50. (laughs) While she and the doctors fought for life so fervently, God was giving her a new life, a life Christ won and fought for her. Today is her viewing, and the funeral is tomorrow. And what gets my dad and I through these difficult days is the same faith that my mother held on to through her difficult times. It's the same faith that my wife and kids have as well. It's the same faith that two people who were baptized at the last service share. It's the same faith of Peter and Mary Magdalene and John. It's the same faith I hope you will confess with us and share with us as well. It's a faith that meets the emptiness of our hearts with the emptiness of a resurrection tomb. It's a faith that assures us that the pierced hands of Christ are the same hands that are now holding on to Deborah Lane today in glory. the same hands that hold on to her in glory as she now celebrates Easter resurrection with her God face to face. Those same hands are holding on to all the saints who have gone us before us in the faith. Those are the same hands that are holding on to us in life today and every tomorrow. My brothers and sisters, this is Easter vision. I'm able to stand up before you today in the midst of great pain and sorrow to tell you the great joy in life that I know because of Jesus Christ who is risen today. Good job. I kind of messed that up a little bit. You held on, okay. And this is the ebb and flow of life. There are gonna be those days, those Fridays, where death and destruction, where we watch the news and everything's terrible. When the news of our own lives are terrible. There's going to be those Fridays. There's going to be those Saturdays where doubt and confusion seem to just flood our lives. And we don't know which way is up. But you see for us where the world stops at Friday and Saturday. For us there's more to the story. For us there's more to the vision of how we look at things. There's more to it. Because Friday and Saturday don't. The week doesn't stop at Saturday. We're just getting started. Because Sunday is near. And Sunday is here. So if you're in a Friday or if you're in a Saturday... I know it's hard because it's hard for me today too. But I can face tomorrow because he lives. Because he lives, I can face today. Because he lives, we have newness of life, forgiveness and peace, hope and love. Because he lives, we have Easter vision to look at a world the way that God does and make change for the gospel. So with Mary Magdalene and with all the disciples, with all the followers of Christ, past, present, and future, 
with newly opened eyes to God's Easter vision. Let us together as Easter people say, Christ is risen. He is risen Hallelujah. And might I add, amen. amen. And now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.